Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Osler Program, a Call of Cthulhu actual play game. Prepare to enter a world of the occult where horror beyond the scope of human understanding awaits you. We are also one of the many things on the cast of Many Things. My name is Faye, and I will be your game master today. And with us today is Karis. Hello! And also Ben. Hi. And Matt. Hello. And Nate. Hi, Matt. And last but not least, Patrick. Howdy yo! Before we get started for today, shall we summarize? Who wants to summarize for me what happened last time around? Last time we were drinking our coffee peacefully and were informed that we needed to meet with the nurses need to meet with the nurse people and the doctors need to meet with the doctor people. And so the nurses went to meet with the nurse people, got their patients. Um, Cyril uh, managed to have her completely stable patient start to bleed out, which had to be fixed. <laughs> Charles did a very good job talking to an old lady and getting her a cup of tea. Oscar and Dodge McGee were in the office of Dr. Halstead and Dr. Meyer was there as well. We got quizzed, we failed. Uh, we got taken to the fifth floor. There was some blood and Spencer's hand had just got grabbed by some sort of deranged patient. And Dr. Meyer went in and Dr. Halstead didn't trust us to be up there. So he dragged us down and we went to sleep and Cyril uh, is a monster. Now, nobody, <laughs> nobody saw that. <laughs> nobody saw that except the listener. All right, that was a pretty but good they, summary. But they listened we all had to nightmares it, too. See it. Yeah. Lots of nightmares. <laughs> she could be an yes. angel, right? What was the description? Couldn't she still in theory be um, like a good thing? That's right, mm -hmm. in yeah. theory. I could. Uh, but Karis is planner, so. <laughs> Genre. <laughs> yeah, that she could totally be an, an angel sent to protect the rest of us. Horses. Yes, an angel. The second day dawns on Johns Hopkins and Baltimore, Maryland, and you all wake up the next day to go to your jobs. Doctors and nurses, you're aware that you need to be prepared for rounds. And Spencer, you know that you need to go and work in the kitchens. Would all of you walk upstairs together or would you go separately? I'd be a group groupie. Yeah, I think we group, should go groupie. together. Whoever woke up early should have to wait for the others, right? That's how that would work? Yeah. Well, I don't think you guys are waking up early after those terrible nightmares you had. I want to ask everyone, dormez-vous uh, bien? Uh, like, how... How was it? Did everyone sleep well? Dormez-vous très bien. <laughs> that's not. That's not how French works. <laughs> well, you know, dormez you, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I slept very well. Thank you. How about you? I say, oh, I was so tired. What a long day. I fell right to sleep. Yeah, me too. I've had better nights. I'm actually pretty good. I just really need to get my morning cup of coffee in me. It's just a thing. If I don't have like three or four. By 12 o'clock, I'm just useless for the day. I do not know how you can drink this trash in in France. We have much better cafe. Oh, good. Glad to hear that uh, you had something better than this. Well, I've been uh, dealing with my whole life. Great to hear it. Um, I'm going to make my way to uh, down to the cafeteria. Yeah, and GM, I would have, before I even came out of my room, had a tiniest little nip from my bottle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, Spencer, you are going to the kitchens. The rest of you are making your way upstairs, past the administration uh, floor, up to this floors that you're supposed to be reporting to in order to go on your rounds. Now, who was paying attention during the C-section in our first session? So, not Dodge, because he wasn't there. Oscar was. I think I was. Oscar was. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I was paying attention, but I'm not there. As you're walking up the stairs, the three of you who were paying attention during that C-section, roll a spot hidden check. Oscar, since you had your nightmare, roll that spot hidden check with advantage. It's a hard success. Charles failed. I was oh, wait, not paying not attention. A, I read that as 20. It's a two. That's an extreme success. Ooh. Extreme success. Okay, so, no, Oscar. Oscar, as you walk, you spot out of the corner of your eye that same woman that you saw in your nightmares, that same woman who had that C-section, but you almost don't recognize her because her belly is not swollen with child. In fact, her hair is neatly pinned back, much like that of Nurse Jane's. She's wearing a crisp white uniform of the nurse. Her lips are painted blood red, and she is looking straight down from you from the banisters of floor five. And as you look, she gives you a smile. You see white, pearly teeth. She continues to smile. And as you watch, in just that split second, her smile seems to widen. And it continues to widen until it becomes inhuman. She opens her mouth into a grin. And you see rows and rows of sharp teeth. And in just that moment, as soon as you try and look more closely, She's ducked behind the railing, and she is gone. Take three more points of sanity damage. I started with a lot of sanity, but it's going away quickly. <laughs> you got to stop succeeding so much. So note to the listeners, if you're ever playing Call of Cthulhu and Lovecraftian horror revolves around not noticing what's really going on around you, Spot Hidden should be your dump stat. <laughs> <laughs> so... We'll go first, then back to Spencer, since you are down at the kitchen. Spencer, go ahead and make a spot and hidden check for me as well. Uh, that's a 61. <laughs> that's a fail. So you go about um, the beginning of your day, making your coffee, making the food, not quite noticing. But you do hear, kind of as you're working, whispers among the other workers. Uh, is it noticeable as they're kind of whispering something, but I can't make it out? Correct. So you can hear them whispering. Okay, so it seems like they're trying to do this behind my back kind of thing? Not necessarily behind your back, but they s just seem like they're whispering and they only want themselves to hear. Um, mm -hmm. I look for a reason to uh, just kind of make my way back into the kitchen, like where uh, you know, the stoves and ovens and everything else is... How's everybody doing today? Just uh, trying to get the day started. How are we doing? They look at you in shock. They seem as if you've walked in on something and said something very inappropriate. You kind of glean that. Did I? Did I spill coffee? I'm, I'm like, oh man, did I? I can't believe I did it. Sorry about that. I'll have to get another shirt a little later. Um, why the surprise? You see Anne, whom you've met before. She seemed to be the head of the kitchen. And she looks at you and she, as she's chopping and she says, Spencer, haven't you heard? I heard what? Well, Mary's gone. She had a nervous breakdown. When did that happen? Yesterday? Just, just last night. They had to take her to the psych ward on the fifth floor. Really? Well, I know I'm not supposed to 
intermingled, but if there's a message or something you'd like me to bring to your friend that you've been working with for some time, please. Oh, we don't, we don't interact with the patients. I mean, we don't want to get in the way of her getting better. But isn't she your compatriot, your kitchen friend? I'm sure you've been working together for some time. We don't interact with the patients on the fifth floor. So what you're telling me is, even though they're your friend that used to be down here, and now that they're a patient, you cannot interact with them. Well, I'm, certainly when she's better, we'll talk to her again, but we don't want to get in the way of her treatments. All right. Good to know. Oh, that reminds me, Spencer. We're going to be needing um, a couple of apples. Uh, they're kept in the, uh, in the basement. We're making a pie for dinner. A pie for dinner or a pie for dessert? Well, dessert. <laughs> I mean, I know a couple kids that would be really happy to have some apple pie for dinner, you know? <laughs> Well, there's a cause for celebration, don't you know? Um, second day here, my friend. Uh, not really sure what's going on. Dr. Osler's coming back. Um, you know, I've heard the name, Osler. Uh, you want to give me a quick uh, reminder? He's the person that built this hospital, that built this program. Oh, that's... gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... Understood. We'll definitely need some of those apples. It's on that second level of the basement, two doors down to the right. Can't miss it. Right next to the cadaver lab. Has to be down there, huh? That's a little crazy. Yeah, no problem. Two doors down. To the right. To the right. Gotcha. Now, do you need those right now, or you gotta? Do you need some assistance uh, getting everything else ready for, uh, you know, the morning run? Well, at lo as long as they're here before dinner time. Well, yeah, it's not gonna take that long to get some apples. <laughs> it's just downstairs next to the cadaver lab. So, let me go head down there now. Don't worry about it. Doesn't seem like there's much of a rush. All right, see you soon. How many you need? Uh, bring as many as you can carry. You got a bag down there? Maybe something up here? You got a, like a wicker basket? Spencer, you have an apron. Yeah, but I want to make sure I keep one hand open. Got open doors and such. You'll be able to. I'm sure a man like you can manage. It's going to be fine. That is toxic masculinity, I want to point out. It's okay to not get all the groceries from the car in one trip. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, GM. I mean, in, in 1889, if you did that, you and you were a man, you'd just fall over dead, right? If you didn't, if you didn't get it all in one trip, you just die. Exactly. You just, you Cthulhu just, just comes right out. That's how you summon Cthulhu. If you don't get all the groceries in one trip. Um. All right. So Spencer, you're going down to the basement. Quick thought. Did like at the receptionist uh, area? Do I remember seeing a basket or anything? Or any baskets anywhere, any bags anywhere, because I do not want to carry this holding two hands in an apron. Yeah, you. I mean, there are lots of receptacles. There's pails, there's buckets, there's sacks. You could take whatever you wanted down with you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to find a nice little tin bucket deep enough to mm -hmm. hold about 20 apples, and mm -hmm. I can hold it with one hand. You're going to take that downstairs with yeah, you? Yeah, I'm going to go make my way downstairs towards the All cadaver right. lab. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and shift over to our doctors. So Dodge and Oscar. Where would the two of you go? Where are we? Do we have a particular assignment for the day? Um, so you're supposed to round, if you remember, with Dr. Halstead and Dr. Meyer. Okay. So let I would go find them. Yeah, and we'll I assume that myself and Dr. McGee are going in, in the same at the same time. Are, are you just going to go anywhere? Are you going to go to their office? Where are no, you we're going to go to the cadaver lab. I'm joking. We're not going anywhere near the cadaver lab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to the cadaver lab. Okay. 
Dr. McGee, uh, do you remember where we were supposed to meet Dr. Halstead today? We were supposed to meet. And can I roll an intelligence check or something to remember? I, sure. The, the yeah. player doesn't remember. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what is? Is there an intelligence like rule? I failed it. We're supposed to go to the fifth floor. That's where we're supposed to meet him. Dodge. I don't says. think that's likely. I have a success. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, then why did you ask? <laughs> well, I didn't think about it too hard until you, when when you said the fifth floor, I, I'd prefer not to go up there again today. Okay. Right. Um, all right. So, uh, Oscar, you think that you should probably go to their offices to find them. Okay. Well, I think we should start with their offices. That seems like a, a good enough first stop. Yeah. Yeah, let's go there. But then if we don't find them there, we should go to the fifth floor because that's where I remember we were supposed to go. He's just trying to get you in trouble. Yeah, I, no, I'm totally making it up. <laughs> I, have a, I have a fragile ego. I can't admit to be wrong. That's the player, not the character. So the two of you <laughs> make your way over to the um, to the offices? Yeah. Okay. Both of you, roll a listen check for me. That's a fail. Oh, fail. You fail. both fail? Okay. La, 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 la. Ignorance is bliss. You, bo you both walk um, up to uh, Dr. Halstead's door. Should we be like, should we, would we chat on the way? Okay, we wouldn't chat on the way. We would travel right. stoically. Never mind. It, it's pretty close. You both hear some murmuring within, but you can't make out words. And as soon as uh, you knock, they you hear the murmuring stop. And Dr. Halstead opens the door after a few moments and says, Ah, yes, hello, Dr. Martin, uh, Dr. McGee. We're here for rounds? Yes, we're reporting for duty. We were murmuring outside if you heard anything, so... All right, well, let's go. And he and Dr. Myers step out and lead you up to the second floor, the general medicine wards. Dr. Halstead, what is our agenda for today? Well, today we're going to be meeting our patients on the second floor. We're going to be seeing all the patients there as well as all the post-operative patients. And uh, we're going to see them, make sure they're doing well. Hopefully you will learn something. Excellent. How many patients do we have? He, he says... As many patients as there are in the hospital, 40-some. So you make your way up to the second floor. You begin to round. Dodge, why don't you roll a luck roll for me? Oh, and Oscar, do the same. Darn. <laughs> uh, nailed it. Yeah? Yeah. I got less than half. Does that matter with luck rolls? Yeah, so it's a hard success. Oh, lucky. I'm gonna, can I be renamed to Lucky Mickey? I rolled terribly on my luck when I rolled this character sheet. It's never mm. going to be a success. The four of you are walking and rounding on patients. It's kind of in that same impersonal way that Dr. Kelly rounded yesterday, where they go to the foot of each bed, they pick up the chart, they look at the patient's name, they look at the nurse, the nurse reports on how they did overnight. The um, attending physician talks to you about the, the condition that the patient has, asks you some very hard questions about them, um, which Dodge, you answer wonderfully. And Oscar, today, you're a little bit off. And uh, Dodge, as you are going on the rounds. One of the patients who you did not meet and you don't recognize um, walks up to you holding a large book in her hands and she thrusts the book at you. Oh, yeah, thank you. And she says, trust me, dear, it, it may one day save your life. I read it immediately. You look down <laughs> and it's actually a, a copy of the Bible. 
Oh. Okay, I stop a couple pages in. Oh, how? Okay. <laughs> uh, wait, who is this woman? Who are you? She she walks back to her bed and she gets back in bed. You, she doesn't talk to you, but you're more than you're more than able to go up to her chart and read her chart. I absolutely if you'd do. Like. Absolutely. All right. So if you look at her chart, you can see that uh, you can open up the chart and you see that her name is uh, Betty Newman. She is a 62 year old woman. She is here, um, and you see that she has been diagnosed with tuberculosis. And she smiles at you. What kind of tuberculosis? Pulmonary. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I think at this point it's called consumption. Okay. So she's being consumed? <laughs> oh, she just got close to me. Do we know it's like horribly infectious and stuff at this point in history? I, I don't know. Probably not. I okay, cool. So. I, I go close so. up to her and breathe the air that she's breathing. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I, okay. And I evaluate her. What, do I what roll? are you doing in terms of evaluating her? Medical and spiritual evaluation. Roll a medical roll okay. for me, a medicine roll. Oh, I've nailed it. I mean, you do a physical exam on her. She seems generally well-appearing. She overall appears very stable. Um, she does have some, it sounds like some crackles on her lung exam in one of the like top areas of her lungs. But otherwise, she seems quite pleasant and is overall seems well. Okay, I ask her, why are you here? Oh, well, when I had this cough, my family wanted me to come here to get better. And someone here said you had to stay? That's what they told me. Why did you give me this? Take a look inside. I do that. So you're going to examine the book? Yeah. So there is a bookmark inside the Bible. Oh. What does it say? Or do? So it's bookmark to in the middle. Uh, do you want to flip to that page? Heck yeah. So it's bookmark in the middle of John in chapter 8, and there is a highlighted passage. I, I read it. Uh, it says, so... Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Hey, that was written on the outside of the building. Would Dodge have known that? I don't think Dodge like was around when you guys were investigating that. And as you're reading this, um, you hear Dr. Halstead say, Dr. McGee? Yep. Let's go. Yep. Next patient. Okay. Goodbye, Miss Betty. Thank you for the book. I'll keep reading. Thanks for the book, I Thanks guess. Thanks for the book. <laughs> <laughs> I will so long investigate and thanks this for further. all the books let's oh, hop I back over books. to our nurses our nurses you actually are also on floor two if you remember from yesterday from mm -hmm. your assignments um what would you be doing uh i'd check in with my one patient if she's awake i'll greet her as i walk in and ask her how she's feeling do you remember her name i do not i know she was older and had pneumonia i will look at the chart <laughs> you look around for her um, for that bed that she was in at the end of the hall, and the bed is empty. She's oh. not there. Oh, man. No one else in the room either? There are other patients in the room. No, my patient's um, in the room. Yeah, are, Cyril, are you looking for your patient? Oui, um, il, ta, il appelle Benedict McCoy. I wrote it down. <laughs> you go to look for Benedict, and you look for him in that bed, that first bed next to the door, and... That bed is empty. Lunda! I lost my patient! I, I, I start to, to yell, Oh no! And as you do this, uh, Martha, if you remember, comes over to you and says, Nurse Sorrow, what, ha what seems to be the matter? I say, he's gone! He's gone! Who's gone? I've lost him! My very second day! My patient is gone. I say, Benedict McCoy. Benedict McCoy? Oui! He's gone! Let me look at the records. And she walks back to the nursing station, shuffles through her papers, 
looks up at you and says, Benedict McCoy, M-C-C-O-Y? We oui. We've never had such a patient. Oh, I could have sworn that was my patient, but perhaps, peut-être, I am wrong. Who, who was the patient I was assigned yesterday? Well, of course you were assigned to that gentleman right over there. And she points you to one of the other beds. There's another gentleman there. And she tells you, go and speak with him. He is here recovering from appendicitis. Wait, Faye, was, was that was what my other patient was recovering from? Yeah. Is it, does he look the same? No. Different person. <laughs> All right. Well, surreal. She does a, a, a double take. And then she um, she kind of shakes herself and like pats down her uniform and taps her hat and says, okay, well, merci, merci. Um, sorry for the misunderstanding. And um, she's going to go walk over and see if the patient remembers her, I guess. You walk <laughs> over to the patient and he smiles at you very pleasantly and says, hello, nurse. I say, bonjour. Um, oh, oh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, uh, you know, sometimes patients, they have memory problems. And so I just need to ask you a few questions to, to see if you're okay. Uh, of, of course, nurse. And I say, okay, what is your name? Oh, it's in the chart. I say, yes, but I want to see if you remember your name. You know, I, I, I must be confused after after my surgery, but it's it's in the chart. I want to ask him, what is your favorite color? He looks up at you a little bit confused. He looks <laughs> at your hat and he says, purple? Aww, I say, very good. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> and then I, I'm going to ask him, um, have you seen me before? I don't, I don't think so. Have, have we met before, nurse? What's your name? I say, moi, je m'appelle Cyril. And I say, I believe I don't speak we... French. Oh, I say, that's too bad. It is a, a beautiful language. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget that too? Okay, well, good, good to see that um, your memory is not doing, not doing so great, but that's all part of the process of healing from appendicitis. I don't know anything about appendicitis, but maybe that's part of it. Let's jump over now to you then, Charles. Why don't you roll me a luck roll as well? Yeah, failed. All right. So you don't find your patient. What would you like to do? Where's Martha? Uh, Martha's back at the nursing station. She's been shuffling papers, very confused now that Cyril has come to her and ta asked her about a patient that never existed. Okay. That's what I, I get for taking notes on my character sheet. <laughs> what if the GM forgot the name and she's just covering up by making it creepy? I'll uh, walk up to Nurse Martha. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, ma'am. Oh, yes, Nurse Charles. Good morning. I was just curious, was... Uh, the patient I was assigned yesterday uh, discharged overnight? I don't think so. Uh, the one with pneumonia, little old lady. I, I, w I tried to grab the chart to remember her name, but uh, even the chart's gone. Oh, yes. Well, you were assigned to that patient right there. And she points in a different direction, not the bed that you had previously seen your patient in. And indeed, there is a woman there um, who also appears in her 60s, and she... Looks quite pleasant, but does have a cough. 
she is not the woman that you met yesterday. Uh, no, I don't think that's her. Uh, I, I pretty much recall the look of the woman, even though she's similar age. That's definitely not the same woman, though. What you said, an older woman with pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, but she her hair was different, and the, the nose is all wrong. Well, there's only one patient of that description who has pneumonia here. That's Miss Newman. Mm, um, Are you all right, nurse? Yes, yes, I'm fine. Um, it was a long Perhaps night. I, a I, had, I had a restless sleep. Um, my apologies. Um, so that is my patient, though. Uh, forgive. I must be losing it. Uh, I will go uh, see how they were doing. Yes, actually, she was telling me that she was quite in pain from all that cough and the um, inflammation from the lungs. Um, I was hoping you could help us get some laudanum for her. Absolutely, I can do that. Do you know where? Th- do you know where it is? I do not. Uh, it's down in. Uh, it's down in the storage room. Uh, is that the second basement? Okay. Next to the cadaver lab. No. Yep. Yep. I, I can. I can head down there. Uh, do I need a key for the locker? Is it locked up or? Well. No, patients don't actually go down there, so the um, the room is not actually locked. Understood. Yeah, we we can't trust the patients, but the nurses and doctors we we know we're we're all reliable people. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I can go get that. How uh, any particular quantity? Uh, well, we're we're actually out, so if you don't mind bringing up a few bottles for the rest of the patients here, so that we have stock for the rest of the week. Sure thing. I'll make sure to uh, mark out what I grab. Yes, of course. You know there's going to be a, a little sign-out sheet. Just mm-hmm. sign out what you take out. Yes, Bring abs- it up here. Absolutely. I uh, will go do that right now. Ooh. So, is he leaving? He's leaving He's gonna, the room? I'm, ass- I'm assuming you're leaving. Don't you dare follow me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, that's totally fine. I, I don't um, begrudge you any little niceties that you pick up along the way. What I would like to do is, as soon as he's, he's gone, I want to go to, to Martha and say, Oh, Nurse Martha, I have an appointment with uh, Le Management. I would like to go and speak with them. Can you direct me to the office? Uh, well, sure. I mean, it's it's just down in the administrative offices. If you go in the round, you'll, you'll find them. I say, no, I want to all the way up. The head doctor. Well, that would be Dr. Osler, and he's not back yet. And I say, I have an appointment. Um, with whom? Monsieur Osler. Well, he's away. He's not coming back until much later. Um, but you can certainly go downstairs to the administrative offices and wait for him there after, uh, once he comes back. Yeah, I say, I, I was told that I could speak with him right away. Mega Persuade. <laughs> I got a 47, and I think my Persuade is 60. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, she'll look at you and say, oh, well, all right. If, if, if you have an appointment, then I suppose you should go and report back here once you're done. I say, merci. And where are you going, Cyril? Well, you can, you can switch back to Nurse Charles if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was I was not going to. I was going to switch back to my docs. Oh, okay. Go for it. We can come back later. Let's go back to our doctors. You have been rounding for a little while now. The You've seen all the patients on the general medicine uh, wards. And um, essentially, Dr. 
uh, Myers and Dr. Halstead are going to go off and take care of some business. They seem to be chatting about something in the corner, and they have left you to run the floor, essentially. So to put in orders uh, that they have talked about on rounds to the nurses um, to essentially basically do the very menial tasks of intern physicians. Uh, Dr. Halstead, if, if I could ask one question before you head out. Of course. You said we were viewing all the general medicine and post-operative patients today? Correct. I, I did note, I couldn't help but note that we did not see the uh, patient from yesterday that you performed the, that remarkable C-section upon. What are you talking about? The surgery that we witnessed yesterday. Yes, she's on the maternity wards. I see, I see. Thank you. Of course. But she still totally exists, right? Is that what you say to him? Yeah, that, but she still exists. Yeah, she, he gives you like a strange look and he says, yes. Okay. Dr. Him, McGee, are you feeling all right? I give him a strange look back. Sounds good. So he and Dr. Meyer turn. They basically go back to kind of like seeing to some of the patients. They seem to be talking amongst themselves. Would the two of you like to eavesdrop? Sure. Yeah, for, first, can I just make an observation to Oscar? Oscar, uh, yes. what are the specialties of Dr. Halstead and Dr. Meyer again? Dr. Halstead is a surgeon, and I believe uh -huh. Dr. Meyer is a psychiatrist. Why are they rounding together constantly? Why are they, like, always together? What? How many surgeo-psych patients are there on these floors? Well, I, some, I assume today they were training us, and, and Dr. Osler is away. Did you learn any psychiatry while we were rounding? Well, I believe that was going to be yesterday's lesson, but uh, we were oh, yeah, interrupted. That interesting. Okay. Just keep your eyes. There's something. They're both very busy. Why are they? Why is a psychiatrist running on surgery patients? Let's there, eavesdrop. There is them. much I would like to know about the psychiatry practices in this hospital. <laughs> let, let us eavesdrop. Let us eavesdrop. They <laughs> haven't gone golfing once. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, what are you guys doing? Are you guys like. How, how are you eavesdropping, essentially? Uh, where are they? Oh, I'm looking at some chart. What's that? I'm looking at some chart. Like next to them, near them. Okay. Okay. All right. And you're doing that like covertly, I'm assuming. Yeah. I pro if you like, someone's paying attention, I'm holding it upside down or something. You know, I'm not like actually reading the chart. Okay. <laughs> what about what about you, Oscar? Uh, where are they located? So they're they're like off seeing um, one of the patients in the ward. They're like still you know um, in the room, but they're kind of off to one side, and they're it looks like basically they're having a private conversation that they wouldn't want other people to hear. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll... But they're still physicians, and so they're still here because there's patients, and they need to be taking care of their patients. Yeah, how many patients are in the room? Um, this is, like, one of the general wards, so there's probably about, um, you know, eight patients or so. Okay, I'll pick up a nearby chart and actually read it, but also listen. <laughs> okay. Let me just roll, roll my D8 real quick. Why are you rolling? Okay. I hate it when the GM rolls. Uh, no, I was just to see which chart you picked up. You oh. actually picked up Miss um, Newman's chart. She's the patient with the pneumonia. Um, not that that's that relevant to you, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so why don't you both go and uh, roll a listen check with advantage? It's a fail for me. I have just barely succeeded. Dodge, while uh, they're speaking, your patient um, basically starts to chat you up. Like, he starts to be like... Oh, are you uh, one of the new doctors? Like, um, you know, welcome to this hospital. Yeah, how much training have you had? Where did you go for medical okay. school? He's oh, it's too uh, real. really just like talking to you about all of these like uh, 
things and you essentially <clears throat> miss out on the conversation as you're trying to answer questions from this patient. Real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and but Oscar, you, Miss Newman sits very quietly. She's, you know, reading a book, recovering from her pneumonia. What book is she reading? It's the Bible, you Ben. Don't, Okay. You don't know. You don't know, okay, Ben. Fine. You're not looking. Fine. <laughs> um, and I assume that Oscar also is not paying attention because no. he's listening very intently. He's listening. So you hear um, Dr. Halstead whisper to Dr. Meyer, I think the new recruits are doing well, especially that Oscar Martin. He seems to be fitting in quite well. If he continues to do as well as he does through his residency, we may keep him on staff. Since you didn't actually do a hard succeed, you actually don't hear what Dr. Meyer says back to him. But after a few moments, you hear Dr. Halstead, who's standing closer to you, say, yes, but even so, the hospital isn't growing quickly enough, Adolf. We need more people to hear about it. We need more patients, more doctors, more nurses. And at this point, you hear uh, Meyer whisper something back, which you can't really make out. And in this moment, there's a pause between the two doctors. And then you hear Dr. Halstead say, I am patient, Adolf. What's your sanity? Mine? Yes. Mine? Oh, why? Well, why do you ask? Well, I just want to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's 57. It's 57? Okay. What was your total sanity? It, uh, the total sanity at the start of the game was 70. Was 70. Okay. So you hear, I am patient, Adolf. Lord Haster is not. He said the name. And since you heard that name, go ahead and lose five sanity. He said the name. Don't ever say the name. Do, do we know this name? Don't yes. say the name. Oh, the rest of you don't know the name. Yeah, but what I did it, not what, want to know that name. Is this a name that I should, that we, the listener should know? Depends on how into Lovecraft stuff you are. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, is that the name he you're said, not supposed to say? He said, I am patient, Adolf. Lord Haster is not. <laughs> Nathan is upset for our listeners. He's very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's hop over to Spencer. Hi there. So you are going down to the second level of the basement. Yep, got coffee one hand, got a bag in the other, just to get some apples. Making my way down there and kind of slowly making my way, observing all the various open levels. Is there anything I see on my way down here? Yeah, actually, why don't you make a spot hidden check? All right, 13. So you notice as on your way there, um, on the administrative desk of Nurse Jane, you see uh, lots and lots of papers, um, some of which appear to be patient charts. Okay, so it, it, it's not a person. I'm not going to be nosy enough to stop and look at it. So I'm just going to continue to make my way. Okay, so you make your way down into the basement, past your... Uh, sleeping level all the way down into the second level of the basement. As soon as you pass through the doors into the second level of the basement, you feel a chill. It is freezing down here. Damn, I wish I wore a, a sweater. Oh, this is kind of crazy and cold. Where are you going? <sighs> I'm going uh, to look around at the doors. And gonna make my way for what was it? The second door on the right, I think it was. Second door on the right. You make your way into that door, you open the door, and you realize that they, when they said next to the cadaver lab, they were being a little liberal with their words because you are in the cadaver lab. And you realize that, like, off to the side, 
what this so I'll just describe what you see essentially as soon as you walk in you see just like rows and rows of what look like medical med metal gurneys all of which are empty other than a couple um, that are off to the side there are multiple doors off to each wall that are marked as like storage and things like that um, there's also multiple doors that would lead into the cadaver lab. And so you can see that like, basically if you had walked in from the next door, you could have ended up in the same place, except you had been further down the cadaver lab itself. Along the walls opposite the doors are rows and rows of cabinets that contain what look appear to be medical and surgical instruments and supplies. Yeah, I was just looking for fruit. Don't wanna grab the wrong thing here and accidentally get some nuts. It's going to be weird. So I'm just going to continue to look for the fruits. Okay. The proper fruits. The apples. You're just going to like open doors to hopefully find uh, fruits? Uh, are there windows on these? Nope. You're down in the basement. Back out of the room just to like make sure I'm in the right room. Going to kind of hop one over to the right. Verbally like, might be in the wrong one. Let me uh, check this over here as I kind of look around. Open up the next one to the right because maybe it wasn't the second door. You open that door and you, it leads you right back into the cadaver lab, except you're like one door down. It's like a huge cadaver lab. And so like there's multiple entrances into it. Well, shit. All right. <laughs> Shut the door. Head back. As you're about to walk out, you actually bump into Charles, who's coming down the stairs as well. Do I actually just, like, bump into him without knowing he's there? No, I think, well, it depends on what you guys want to do. If you are looking, and you, you can see him come downstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll shut the door to that one particular thing. Oh, shit. Uh, it's Charles. Hey, um, you know they keep the fruit and vegetables down here, man? It's kind of a little bit disturbing. They, uh... It's a cadaver lab. Why would they have apples down here? <laughs> Who told you they have apples down here? And had me come down here to come grab some apples because uh, Mr. Osler. What's his name? Dr. Osler? Yeah, Dr. Osler. He's coming back to later tonight. They want to make an apple pie for him for a celebration. But, I mean, he's a doctor coming back to his own hospital, right? Well, I have a celebration. They just wanted me to come down here and get some medicine. Um, Wait, they, so they keep the medicine, cadavers, and fruit and veggies down here? I don't know anything about the fruit. That sounds like they're playing a joke on you, to be honest. Probably the new guy joke, but uh, it makes sense to have medication down here. I'll, which, Speaking of which, let me, uh, I really need to go grab that. I'll, you keep looking. We'll catch up in a second, okay? As I, as I kind of yeah. look at them like, it's not too bright. You know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I tell that he's in kind of a hurry to try to uh, go do his task? I think that'll depend on the two of you. So, um, Charles, how urgent do you seem to make this task? I'm definitely and... trying to push him off a little bit. Yeah. So I would say, like, if you are able to, if you have, like, a psychiatry, like, psychoanalysis or, like, a like a spot hidden, you would be able to tell uh, Oscar. Okay. Uh, or, sorry, Spencer. I do have a 21, and it's checked off uh -huh. for psychoanalysis. Okay. Yeah, why don't you see um, if you can psychoanalyze? So it's a 21-10-4. That's a double O and a 9. Okay. So, yeah, that's a great success. So it's a hard success. So, yeah, you get the sense, um, Spencer, that Charles is, is trying to get down there 
pretty quickly, and he's trying to get you out of the way. Am I assuming that correctly? Yes. He doesn't know why. I'm just kind of... No. Uh, I wasn't really expecting someone else to be down here. Yeah, go... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing what you're doing. I'm going to try to find these apples. And I'm just going to continually move down one of the doors and kind of watch where he's going just to yeah. just to see because he seems a little little off so so you're looking for apples quote unquote spencer but yeah. you're actually watching charles <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay um so charles why don't you do a spot hidden check to find the laudanum and then if you actually want to take laudanum like for yourself i'm gonna need you to roll like a dodge for example yeah let's see if i find it first uh, not bad. You said spot hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a normal success. Okay. Yeah. You, um, quickly find, uh, in one of the medicine cabinets that's along the far side of the wall, meaning, like, away from you, that there is one cabinet that looks like there are bottles and bottles of laudanum, and you would know what they look like because you've worked in a, a psych ward before, and clearly you know what laudanum is. So, um, yeah, you find it very quickly. Okay. Do they have few enough where I can grab all of them, or would I just need to grab a certain amount to be able to carry them all? Um, they have quite a few, so okay. you could grab all of them if you wanted. There's probably like 10 bottles of them there. Oh, okay. Um, I'll probably grab six, but Mark. Okay. Um, uh, five taken on the chart, and then okay. look behind me to see if Charles is watching me because I don't want to see him yeah. steal something. And uh, sorry about that. So actually, like, roll a stealth if you want to do that, since okay. um, since I'm assuming uh, uh, Spencer that you are looking at him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sneakily, but. So you guys should roll against each other for spot hidden versus um, versus stealth. So am I rolling stealth or spot hidden? So you're rolling spot hidden because you're trying to see if he, if you can tell that he's stealing. And Charles, you are going to roll a stealth. And don't tell me what you got. Tell me like what type of success you had. Like is it a success, a hard success, extreme success, failure? I had a, a success. Okay. I failed. Okay. So uh, Spencer, you see very clearly that Charles has taken six bottles but he wrote five. Hey, when you get a chance, uh, do you want to help me find some apples over here? Just, uh, no. it's kind of, kind of weird, you know, this, I don't know why the hell they would keep any kind of produce down here in a freaking cadaver lab. Yeah, uh, just a second. Let me, uh, lock or shut this door. They don't lock them. I will, uh, be there in a second as I yeah, make sure yeah. the bottles tucked so you can't see it bulging in my uh, uh, coat pocket and uh, hold on to the other five and uh, make my way over to Spencer. All right. As the two of you go and find apples, let's cut over Searle. Do you want me to come to you first or should I come to no, the docks? No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Um, actually, um, so on my way out, I want to try to find the doctors. Which doctors? Yeah, my my colleagues. <laughs> Which oh, doctors? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Which doctors? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, honestly, you really don't have to roll for this. You will find them. Like, they're rounding. <laughs> you know, like, if you just asked another nurse, they'd be like, oh, the docs are down that way. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm, I'm going to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going to say, oh, messieurs, uh, monsieur the doctor, how is everything? How are you doing? 
hello, Cyril. That's doctor la doctor to you, but okay. How are you? <laughs> doctor, Hi. doctor, okay. <laughs> and I say, oh, uh, I'm glad everything is going well. Um, you know, um, I, I'm just doing my rounds, kind of, but I seem to have gotten lost. And, um, you know, Charles, he went down to the basement. Could you help me find him? Do you know where he is? Have you tried? He said he went down to um, le, le laboratoire de cadavre. Have you tried going there? I say, well, no, I don't know where it is. I remember from the, our briefing yesterday, it's in the basement. I say, oh, would you come with me? That's so scary. I don't want to go alone. Uh, yeah, why don't you roll a persuade against, I don't know, what would, I, what, would, what would this be against for the two of you? Against our sense of urgency in rounding on 40 patients. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 16, so that's pretty good. Why don't we roll it against your, how about your intelligence? Because um, I would say that if you guys can intuit that she might be like, you know, have secondary motives. Oh, I, I don't have any secondary motives. I have a s normal success. Okay, but uh, Karis, what kind of success did you have? You had an extreme success? Yeah, sure. It sounds like a good idea. Let's go down. Um, can we go together? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think she had a, a hard success or an extreme success. Not, so I think not extreme, but hard. Because it wasn't lower than 15. Mm -hmm. My, okay, my new dice are doing well. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we well, don't have to finish. We can, we, we'll we finish running later. You know, these are just human beings. We got to go find... Uh, who are we finding? Another nurse? <laughs> I say... I oh, don't yes. know if you need both of us, but I wouldn't mind seeing the cadaver lab myself. Yeah. Say, oh, thank goodness. I just... I've never seen a cadaver before. I really don't want to go alone. I don't believe you. <laughs> Why? I have not. I'm a waitress. Sa says Matt, but Charles. Yeah, says Matt. <laughs> all right, this doesn't seem right. like a bad bad idea at all. Let's do it. Do Do you want to be alone in the cadaver lab, or do you want to have all of us with you? I personally don't mind being alone with cadavers. <laughs> well, that oh, that's right. Character, yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> so the three of you make your way down to towards the second level of the basement. Um, I'm gonna clutch onto Oscar. I feel like Nathan won't mind. This way, Miss. <laughs> Oscar, since you heard that very weird discussion between the two docs, I want you to, I feel like you would be looking around, so I want you to roll a spot hidden check with advantage. <laughs> You're going to get wrecked with advantage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You can also roll a spot hidden dodge. Oh, uh, no. I'm happy to report that is a hard success. Okay. Um. And dodge? I don't notice nothing. Okay, that sounds good. You notice as well, just like Spencer did, that while there's nobody sitting at the administrative desk where Nurse Jane sits, you know, like that's kind of where her like office is, you notice um, the papers on her desk and you also notice multiple patient files on her desk. Why don't you two go on ahead? I'll have one or two things I need to take care of and I'll join you. And um, I'm going to say, oh, oh no, monsieur... I don't want to go alone. You should come too. Who the fuck? I, I just have by. that hey. feeling. I have hey. a bad feeling. I think Dodge offers of her, his arm. What's wrong with what's wrong I'll with me? I'll be honest. I have a bad feeling too. But you've got uh, you've got Doctor McGee here. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look Doctor McGee up and down, 
How how muscular and like able to, to he, take down something bad does he look? He is a uh, former boxer. That is his oh. occupation. So he actually is all combat stats. All right, okay. And I say, um, Oscar, like, don't be long. I'll do my best, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> all right, Oscar, what are you doing? Um, well, first, did I recognize the name that should not be named? No, you don't recognize okay. the name unless you have um, any in like a cult. I have a like little Cthulhu bit in a cult, but nothing in Cthulhu Mythos. Okay, then you would not. Okay. Uh, so I want to take a look at these patient files. Something's very disturbing sure. in this hospital. Yes, and you seem to be the only person who realizes that. <laughs> All right, so you take a look at the patient files. Are you like actually just like flipping through them and reading them? I mean, I'm a doctor, so yeah. Yeah. All right, great. Confidence um, is key. Sounds good. You start to flip through the files. The very first one on the table, you see that the name is Jane Simmons. Um, as you read through the file, you notice that um, there's a diagnosis of hysteria. There are multiple pages lined with her date of birth, her um, record information, discussing her plans of treatments, including, you know, electric shock therapy, talk therapy, nothing seems to work. And on the very last page, it says, the final treatment is the only option. It's the first chart. The second chart is William Halstead, similarly circular insanity, as we had said before, you flip through the chart, Multiple therapies have been tried, medications, talk therapy, behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy, nothing seems to work. The very last page says the final treatment is the only option. The next one that you see says the patient Betty Newman, who you may have recognized. It discusses uh, her diagnosis, which is pneumonia, um, and it actually does not have any discussion at all whatsoever of any psychiatric diagnoses and seems to drop off um, basically at the very end uh, that just kind of catches up to today. Um, and you see multiple patient files of names until you come to another one and you recognize Howard Kelly. Again, diagnosis, psychosis, multiple pages of medical treatments till the very last page, which says, the final treatment is the only option. Well, now, time to learn more about this. I want to go to Halstead's office. Okay. You lied! You said you'd come with us. You do that. He's not there. They're still upstairs rounding and seeing patients. Is the door locked? Uh, when you try the door, the door is locked. Hmm. I don't think I have any skill that will get me through that. There's locksmith, but I have a one... Yeah, that's not going to work. So in that case, I will follow them down to the cadaver lab, having tried okay. this. All right. So I think Searle and Dodge are going to make their way down first into the cadaver lab. What are you doing, Searle and uh, Dodge? We've actually never met, so I think we are chatting each other up. Oh, oh. Oh. Hello, Ajante. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Ajante, too. You too. <laughs> I say, so so. Explain this, and I kind of gesture at all of him. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, used to box, didn't work out. Now I'm doing this. I say, oh no! So you are a loser. <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> my loser stat 
is zero. So no, it's a much more complicated story than that. Thank you. Pardon Ask my your, French. Your, yeah. God, where's the other? Where's the other nurse, Charles? You so much better. You so much cooler. <laughs> would we hear them coming down? Uh, yeah, you would. I mean, you guys aren't like trying to be quiet, right? No, I say, oh, I'm so scared. I've never been to a cadaver be. lab. Yeah, I wanna, really. I'll, I'll tell him, um, you know, I used to be a waitress and um, I just came into this out of nowhere. And, um, you know, I just am I'm fascinated to learn all these new things. But really, I, I, I don't like blood and I don't like it. And I had a lot of blood yesterday from a patient. Mon Dieu, it was terrible. So I'm just so afraid of seeing a dead body. You sound like a very bad nurse. Like awful. <laughs> just, just got I awful. Say. As that's going on, I'm like, and I don't know why the hell they would keep apples down here in the cadaver lab. They said they keep f fresh fruit and produce down here. Does that make any sense to you? <laughs> are, are we? Can we hear him? Do we see him? Are you trying to be quiet? No, no, I'm, I'm like right out in front of the door with Charles. I'm, I'm right out in front of that door as he had just walked towards me after doing what he did in that other room. So Yeah, you would hear him. Why the hell is other people coming? Uh, we'll also bring in Oscar at this point. You're probably also joining them downstairs. Oh, Oscar! So, I'm so glad you're here. I look at uh, Spencer's like, well, why are we all down here at the same time? That's kind of odd. What's going yeah, it's on? It's kind of one of them uh, conspiracy, conspiracy th 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 is weird, right? I, I want to tell them, I just had a, a, a terrible feeling that something awful was going to happen and that we needed to be together. I say, oh, Charles, I'm so glad you're okay. Well, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I came down here to get some medicine, but Spence here said that they sent him down here for apples, which makes no damn sense whatsoever. I mean, that, they, I know they got a like, refrigerator system upstairs somewhere. What's a refrigerator? Where, you know, it's where they take a bunch of big are chunks you, of ice, you, they put them... Hey, Doc, in, can you see if he's having a stroke? He's been <laughs> acting really weird. I, I stroke him. I'm not even sure they even told him to come down. I think he's just wandering the halls. Hang on. You think I'm weird? You wrote your fives like sixes or sixes like fives or some kind of confusion between those. I look at him like I give so. him this look like for the first time you see this real serious look on Charles's face. And he like like eye on eye. He just gives you this death look like and then he goes real quiet. I'm going to medicine Spencer to see if he's having a stroke. I got a <laughs> Me too, me too. I got a success on can my I medicine. Can I do a medicine check too? Sure, you can also do a medicine check. Okay. Um, I, I failed really bad. I just tried to grab his... Oh, no, he is! I think he is! Wait, I got to grab his face. Dad, you know he's not having a stroke. Like, look at his eyes and stuff. But and... Surreal thinks he is. Oh, no! This is terrible. Doctors, do something! I'm absolutely okay. fine. I'm fine. Oscar, Everything is good. Bad nurse, just sure? calm down. It's okay. Bad nurse, it's okay. Calm down. <laughs> It's okay. Good nurse, tell her. <laughs> uh, he seems fine Spencer, to me. Spencer, are you still looking for apples? <laughs> I kind of stopped after a while because I got sent down here and I opened up a, a, I opened up probably about like 10 random drawers and never came across any apples, I'm sure. Yeah. Is this a long setup to how do you like them apples joke? Is, this, <laughs> or, is that this whole episode? Why, why right. do you think that they were going 
going to be apples in the cadaver lab. Who told you this? Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, look. You know, sometimes when you go go into a new uh, place of business and you start your new job, a lot of the older uh, people that have been here for some time, they like to play pranks. <laughs> you know, little jokes. Now, this one time, some time ago, they, uh, they sent me on a long scavenger hunt for what they call a paint stretcher. You ever heard of one of those? Um... Yeah, it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to go to my room real quick. I'm not f- feeling real well as I kind of start. Oh, I start no, to walk we away. We should split up. No. Hey, well, you yeah, were supposed oh, to be fine. Hold on. Ago. Um, let me medicine you, too. Hold Sit still. Hold on. Let me, let's yeah, take a look yeah, yeah. here. How are you medicining him? Like, are you, like, you examining him? Oh, I grab like, his what face. Are you doing? Yeah, I grab his face and start looking <laughs> at him. <laughs> oh, okay. Two, two hands. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just start, like, ripping his eyes open and, like, turning his mouth and, like, you know, cranking his mouth open. Okay, go ahead and yeah, roll let me take a, a look. medicine check. You know, you know, you're actually, Charles, the reason I went into medicine as I, like, kind of do these things to his body and face. Really? And I got a, yeah, long story. I got an extreme success. Okay. <laughs> He'd probably notice my eyes are a little dilated. I notice and keep uh, that pinpoint, right? Pinpoint. Or oh, I can't no. remember which direction it goes with. I actually don't thing. either. Don't. No comment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I notice it and immediately keep it between us. I probably notice he's like a little clammy or something too at this point. Yeah, you might notice that he's a little clammy and his eyes are pinpoint. And I say, oh no, he looks good. You should get out of here, Charles. You yeah, I, I need to deliver these to Martha. Yeah, you go deliver those. What is that? And I uh, look. It's a. It's a laudanum. Go. Go scurry on, my friend. Scurry on. You take that laudanum. You want me to fix your uh, chart? I can uh, make that five or six if you need me to. (laughs) I I ignore him. Why are we all in a cadaver lab? I say, I say, what's that sound? Don't go. As soon as Searle says, I hear something, you actually do hear the opening and sudden banging shot of one of the cadaver lab doors. Um, and then you hear, even though they told you there were no locks, a click in a lock. From where? You look up and you see a silhouette of a man standing at one of the doors. And he says, you must be our newest recruits. I am Dr. Osler. And that's where we're going to leave oh, my appointment. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the Osler Program, a Call of Cthulhu actual play game. Join us next time for more occult, for more Apple jokes, (laughs) and also for hopefully more horror and insanity, especially Dr. Martin. Once again, um, I'm your Game Master, Faye, and you can find me on Twitter at Captain Guy. Where can they find you, Pat? They can find me on the Twitters at Professor PFM and also on Instagram at Professor underscore PFM. Awesome. What about you, Nathan? You can find me taking a nap in the Cadaver Lab or on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. <laughs> what about you, Matt? You can find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. And Ben? Uh, you, you can't find me. Just uh, message Faye at the thing she said, and then we're married, so she'll, she'll get a hold of me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what about you, Karis? Most people think they can find me at Karis underscore M underscore Jones at Twitter. But do you really know that's me? Find out that and more on our finale episode of this arc of the Oslo program next time. <laughs> <laughs>